Welcome to our Christmas podcast series. We're quite excited about Christmas this year, so we've put together these podcasts really to help you prepare and plan for what should be a great occasion. I'm Joe. Hi, and I'm Father Neil here. And we're both from the Catholic Inquiry Centre. Father Neil, we often think about Christmas as being the end of the year, but should we really be thinking about it as being the start of something new or the beginning of something new? Yeah, that, that's a great question because I think psychologically it is the end of the year in terms of the end of December, but also we've put in so much time and effort, we've worked hard and we're looking forward to a break and we think, well, the new year will start when we begin again in January and then things will happen. But in fact, that's we need to think about that differently, I think, in terms of the reality of Christmas and the Christmas story, because really for the Holy Family and for Mary and Joseph, it was a time of new relationship, new growths, an entirely different way of living. One of the things that we can often overlook is the fact that Mary was probably only 14 or 15, because in Jewish culture, uh, women tended to die young, And they would often start their married life as soon as they were capable of having a baby. So she was probably pretty young. She'd gone a long journey, a very difficult journey, all the worries of finding somewhere to have the baby when it was born. They probably had very little money. And it was a dangerous place for bringing new life into the world with all the people there and animals and a a place that was pretty uh, dirty. And she had her first baby without advice and the support of the older women. And of course, in cultures like that, it's usually the older women who are experienced and stable and helping midwives who help bring new babies into the world, especially for a new mother. When I thought about all of that, I thought of good friends of mine who had their first baby just last year. I'd married them a few years ago and they had quite a tragic story trying to have this first child because uh, my friend had several miscarriages, the difficult pregnancy went on and they had to check about every week she had to go in to get checked out. In the end the baby had to be induced, it was pretty lightweight and for the first few months Um, They had to go in, there were lots of concerns, there were difficulties feeding, there were worries about the weight and the progress of the child. It was a really hard time. But now I've seen a few pictures of the child and she's a bouncing, healthy, great little girl. However, that required a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time, a lot of anxiety and lots of sleepless nights. So Mary had to go through that too. She was also a new mother, very, very young and experienced. The other thing too is to understand the culture of the times. Children were seen as incredibly important because they carried on the life and the image of the family. It's the continuation of the lineage that's important. Uh, This child had mysterious origin, so something great was expected of that child. I think what you're highlighting is, you know, Jesus was obviously a gift to Joseph and Mary, but from your story uh, with your friends, that baby girl was also an incredible gift. Yes, that notion of gift is very important because 
in our modern world, because of rising costs and demands of work and all sorts of issues like that, there's often an unconscious feeling that children are a burden. And so there's a lot of worry about that. And I think that was also really fired up and fueled up because, of course, in the 1960s to 80s, there was a tremendous worry about overpopulation in the world with some basis, although perhaps a bit distorted the way it was expressed. Now, one of the things we realise now is that that had enormous implications and birth rates fell steadily. But the problem was they didn't fall predictably and they didn't fall in the places that were expected evenly. So what's happened now, of course, is that places like Europe are massively under-resourced. But probably the greatest example of that is what happened in China. We tend to look at China now and worry about its power and sense of reaching out and expansiveness. But what we don't realise is that once the uh, one-child policy started, it became very, very difficult to stop. So that one of the things we know now is that the birth rate in China is the lowest it has ever been. It's 1.1 child per couple. And this has really meant that the Chinese economy, although it booms in some way, is very fragile. It desperately needs workers. So over the last year or two, they have brought in 40 to 50 million people from the inside of China to work in the big, big cities. What we're seeing here is that if we just put economics and pragmatic considerations ahead of everything else, it actually leads to very great problems with society. And part of it is a spiritual vision. What is true wealth? Is it the things we can make, acquire and have, the things that people long for at Christmas? Or is it rather having children, but enough to keep us with a sense of hope for the future, a sense that the world is worth living for, a sense that the gift of children is the greatest thing we can have? And the last thing I would want to say is that having a child, of course, is just the beginning of a long track because Mary and Joseph then had to try and escape danger. They had to flee to Egypt on a long and dangerous journey, relying on distant kin to help them when they got there. So one of the things we might think about at Christmas is this. There are many families in New Zealand who are struggling with young children, who are under-resourced, who really can't afford to give their children the sort of things that children would like for Christmas. So thinking about poorer families, particularly in your neighbourhood or through charities that you support, you might think about how can we reach out? How can we help those families and those children? It may be simple ways, it may be gifts, it may be finance, but children are the greatest gift. Let's appreciate and love and be grateful for them. That's great, Father Neil, and thank you for your thoughts. And I think you're right. Let's look at this Christmas as maybe being one of not just reflection, but thinking about starting new beginnings. And, of course, um, let's support those who need help with sharing love and gifts with their children. Many thanks, Neil, and many thanks to you, our audience. Please do continue listening in to our Christmas podcast series.